0: I'm so pathetic that I always have found it best Instead of getting them off of my chest To let them rest,
1: unexpressed I hate parading, my serenading As I probably miss the ball.
0: Ships that pass in the night And speak each other in passing Only a signal shone And distant voices in the darkness <laughs> So, on the ocean of life, we pass and speak one another, only a look and a voice, then darkness again and a silence. Longfellow, not a physicist, but most likely a Newtonian. (laughs) He seemed to believe in constants. I didn't always see it this way. I will try to tell a story of how I arrived at me a schema of a certain trajectory. If I draw the plot points correctly, they will make a line, a thin yellow cord that connects to the past and allows you to see what I mean. What I mean, and I mean to make meaning today, take note, that there's silence, but the voice remains. It is both at once, the silence and the voice, the particle and the wave. Under a minute, I'm already off my notes. <clears throat> I will strive today to deliver my lecture as promised, but that is not always possible. The trajectory of objects, at the beginning, I mean at the beginning of it all, we are chock full of possibilities and spittle. I could be the Gerber baby. <laughs> uh, later, I could still make my mark as a footballer. Uh, later still, I will be able to find someone who understands me. <laughs> but these potentialities over time close. The Gerber baby? Ridiculous. Instead, we grow old. We grow fat. We reach to someone, and they do not reach back. You alone grasp at the air. You close the door or it is closed by some unseen force, a variable on the grid, a wind at the door. I am again off my notes. Ergo, my talk, thoughts on quantum entanglement from Dr. Eric Schlozinger, father of wave mechanics. Father is a bit heavy-handed now that I think about it. I prefer to think that the wave is my father and I am its son. <laughs> it created me. <laughs> no one would care what Dr. Eric Schlossinger has to say. It will not fall the wave. That beautiful equation that somehow spilled out into the ink some 20-some years ago in a little cabin up on a hill in Switzerland. No one would care said the Chance meeting of art and science yields a truth about the world that no one has seen before, that still no one can see, and yet is right in front of each of us every day. Well, on to the talk. (laughs) Since supposedly this was an idea that was birthed, I intend to deliver, or at least speak of its delivery. Uh, maybe I am not the father, but instead a, um, <laughs> a midwife. <laughs> ah, my notes. <laughs> Thank you for having me at the Phil. I like it. Nice curtains. I attended a talk here in 1925, a few months before the wave hit me like a, uh, <laughs> no need to be redundant. That was uh, 20, 24 years ago. I assure you that a Nobel in Physics does not make you any better at subtraction. I saw an art historian named Gabrielle Berg. She played the kazoo. Anybody see it? No? Well, that was that. I remember it like it was yesterday.
2: What am I? Darkness? A voice? A voice in the dark? Poetic? Appropriate? Would someone please turn on the stage light? Oh, here it is. Yes. Oh, Rather, here I am at the beginning and full of possibilities. Hello. Thank you for having me at the field. I am given to understand that I am the first woman you have had speak years. It's 1925. You've been having these polite little conversations since 1683. None of you liked Emily Dickinson? Hmm? Too much punctuation? Oh, you could have had George Eliot. At least the name might have confused a few chaps enough to walk in the door, no? Well, they did not give me enough time to speak and I will not finish. First slide, please. Will someone please make the slide go? Do I have to do it myself? Ah. <clears throat> Thank you, my good sir. In this slide. From an altar floor of a kiva in the southwest of the United States, you see an image of four snakes raining down from foreboding clouds as if they were boats of lightning. The picture tells a lesson from an old book. The kinship of the Greeks of ancient Athens and the Moki Indians of Arizona. For the Moki, life is water and their salvation and their ruin in every Culture in world history, contemplation of the sky, is a grace, and the curse of humanity.
0: (sighs) By that I mean the wave mechanics. People ask how I came up with such an idea in a week on vacation all the way back in uh, 1925 or thereabouts. Only a short time after I was last here. Well, the figure of the muse is problematic, but uh, (laughs) useful.
2: Slide we see a solitary serpent dancer in his native Pueblo. Of all of the cultural practices of the Moki, the serpent dance is the most sacred. The height of the religious calendar, Moki children knit ropes in imitation of the snakes year round. I have an example of such an artifact right here in my bag. It's beautiful now. In the dance, a live venomous serpent is placed in the mouth of the dancer. In the climax, the snake is thrust against the wall, physically invoking the spirit of lightning itself. And with it, so hope the Moki and good harvests.
0: Cole Porter says that no matter what he's working on, wherever he goes, people want to hear, I've got you under my skin, or uh, you're the top. I've got wave mechanics under my skin. It's at the top of what you want to hear. They call it Slausinger's Equation. I call it my equation because I am Schlosinger. <laughs> Slozinger now talk about self in third person. Uh, my equation describes a particle as a wave. Now we know that it is both, but I did not at the time. While looking in the shop window of a pretty ladies clothing store, we shoot, let's say, a thousand photons at a glass pane. We see that light is reflected because there is a uh, handsome gentleman in the reflection. Uh, I say there, sir, you are looking well. (laughs) My equation will tell us that maybe 90% passes through while 10% is reflected. My equation will not tell us which photons pass through and which do not. This cannot be known. Only a probability of it can be known. In the new regime, only the unknown is known. The distance in the old regime describes how a body responds to the influence of distant objects. Suppose these bodies were human. How do these bodies respond to that influence, to that attraction? The
2: so nice people at the field were quite cross when they found out that Abby was not coming and he sent me his colleague, and co-writer. They were even more vexed when they saw that. I am not a man. They gave me only ten minutes, so I'll truncate the usual question and answer period by conducting it on my own.
0: (laughs) We shared an admiration for Cole Porter. (laughs) She played the kazoo.
2: (laughs) Well, then, question. Why do you play the kazoo? Answer. I teach university. They have so many distractions now, that with their phonographs and motion picture shows, that I must uh, keep their attention somehow. Question. I am the sad, serious-looking fellow, man in the first row. May I have a brief moment of your time after the talk? Answer. Why, yes, you can. Sad, serious-looking fellow. I feel that we might have something to talk about.
0: How would the one body respond to that attraction? Why, with an invitation to join that other body on a trip to the Swiss Alps, of
1: course. (laughs) There is uh, something at the door.
2: Oh, it's just the wind. Or maybe carolers. Uh Mm -hmm. Do the Swiss have carolers? (laughs) <laughs> if they do, let's hope it's in Italian. <laughs> there are so many charming rhyming words in Italian. Maturi, caguri, Capretta, Lerbetta. <laughs> None of those would make for good Christmas songs, though.
0: No, it's that cat again.
2: It's cold outside. Maybe we should let him in.
0: He'll probably give us the mumps, or <laughs> verse.
2: <laughs> I don't think cats get mumps. Should I give him that old box? What for? To make a happy little cat home for himself, he can bring his lady cat friend over. Well, how am I supposed to work? Oh, work! Mm. <laughs> work. Don't let it get in the way of life. Why don't you take a break? For in the Alps and it's Christmas, you already figured out the wave thing, dear. And it's lovely. Electrons of waves? Who knew?
0: No, I told that loon Werner, <laughs> he says that if you measure an electron's orbit around the nucleus, it disturbs the hypothetical path that the electron might
2: take. Uh, you know, this sounds like a lecture, which you promised me you would only do if you made, if you hold, made a point to hear the rest of mine.
0: And then Bohr chimes in like he always does and says, <laughs> rather drunkenly, that when
1: objects are in superposition, we do not know what the state of any object is. And it is actually in all possible states simultaneously, as long as we don't look
0: at it. It is the measurement itself which causes the object to be limited to a single possibility.
2: Maybe I'll get some mm, time in. Practice does make perfect.
0: I need a thought experiment to show how things can't be in more than one state at the same time. (laughs) It's like being alive and dead, and I... That damn cat again! If only, a... if only I could kill that cat.
2: wow <laughs> Don't be a fool, Eric.
0: But also not kill it. Uh, what if we put the cat inside a uh, box with a uh, vial of radioactive material that, once it decays, will release <clears throat> a poison? According to their view, the radioactive material never and always decays at the same time until we measure it. Mm. It's in superposition until observed, so the cat is both alive and dead until we open the box.
2: This is how you boys will solve your pissing match, by killing the cat.
1: And also by not killing it. There is, I believe, more than one way to skin a cat. <laughs> 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 that loud tabby is making me batty, but my plan will put that cat to rest, and I'll put quantum to the test to show the rest. All that's best in determinacy is ruining me, so I've got to devise a check, and it will wreck up. All this drack up and at least we'll get some sleep tonight. <laughs> Kills a cat it's a sort experiment.
2: Kill the cat?
1: It won't be imprudent.
2: It'll go to show what's predictable is nice.
1: The world's not so new, so play a kazoo. God does not play dice, it's not a known <laughs> Before it's measured the known world mm-hmm. is what I've treasured. Oh boy is wrong, so I'll sing this song so long. Things exist before they're measured, so kills so the, the cat. cat. <laughs> <sighs> oh.
2: He's run away. Uh, what? No. They know. When you're going to put them in a box and kill but not kill them, just to solve a schoolyard brawl over little flecks of things. Uh,
0: waves of things. In the world inside our world, they're all waves.
2: All the really brilliant people these days are talking about things inside of things.
0: Oh, would you suggest something better?
2: Things next to things. <laughs> You would understand if you heard the rest of my lecture.
0: Well, by all means, dear. The stage is yours.
2: Uh. Slide, please. (laughs) A glance at similar phenomena in Europe. The maenad, the Greek followers of Dionysus, can show how the Moki snake can be seen as a yardstick for the changing nature of faith, from fetishism to the pure religion of redemption as currently practiced in the Occidental world. (coughs) Like the maenads, of Greece, who tore snakes to pieces at the height of their ceremonies in an orgiastic invocation of Dionysus. For both the mochi of Arizona and the Greeks, the serpent was a mediator between the spirit world and the real world. Slide. <laughs> In this depiction, we can see the serpent in the garden as imagined by the early church, who viewed the snake in Eden, so the story goes, with suspicion. The development of culture through the snake as a series of distinct points across vast expanses of space and time can be seen as fundamentally connected.
0: You mean they are the same?
2: For both, art frees them to live.
0: I have to look at my notes.
2: Through the Moki and the Greeks, lived in radically different times and places, their development of culture and civilization is not the same, necessarily, but connected. Let's say, perhaps, entangled. Echoes of the same voice. That's what my vex says. <laughs> but now, life first. <laughs> Come here. All this talk of things far away is making me lonely.
0: Entanglement. That was that, 24 years ago. Thought experiment. Two masses of atoms, we will call them human bodies, meet. There is a superposition of possibilities. You could be together in Berlin or in uh, Rome or on a beach on the Gold Coast of Spain. A drink in your hand, uh, one of those little ones with the umbrella in it. All of these things are your possible futures. And then at some point they disappear. Work gets in the way of life. You move farther away for a job. They meet someone else when you see you will not change. you determine to try to return to the old ways it is for the best, you say. The possibilities cease. If they were a quantum system, we would say they collapse. If they are human beings, we might also use that word.
2: I would like to end this lecture with a solo. You may know it.
1: I'm
0: off my notes again.
1: Uh,
0: May I try a joke, please? Uh, I promise they are all stolen, or uh, like the best of papers, they are improved upon from other sources. <clears throat> uh, one. On a certain street in Dusseldorf, there is a sign that says Heisenberg might have slept here.
1: <laughs> Two.
0: The graduate student asks his physics professor, how many lives does a radioactive cat have? (laughs) The
1: professor replies, 18!
0: (laughs) I can assure you that a uh, Nobel in physics does not make you any better at comedy. I was wrong. Light is a particle and a wave. An electron partly exists in all possible states at the same time that is until it is seen. She was right. Quantum entanglement. Two electrons, once entangled over time and space, can be removed apart. One can uh, be on the moon. The other can be, say, in a quiet cabin in the Swiss Alps. We learn that they are entangled until they are observed. While entangled, if one orbits one way, the other goes the opposite direction. Uh, Like if you hold a rope between two people and turn it between you, you will always see the rope turning one way, while your rope mate sees it turning the other. Even when they are worlds apart, these bodies are entangled. Some even say that time has no effect on entangled electrons, that you can keep them apart, keep them together, even after one of them no longer exists. To reach across time and grasp the past like it were today.
2: I finished what I started, it has ended.
0: I once thought, all things end.
2: But nothing ever ends.
0: It goes on. I have failed to keep to my notes. I never quite make it to where I want to go. I keep being where I've been, which is here, I guess, for now. Ships that pass, a metaphor that keeps on giving, since they are ships they are distinct units but they are connected to the waves, they arrive, they go on waves, connected, both points and waves,
2: imagine that, two things at once,
0: I love and I dislike
2: I want, and I do not want.
0: I am with, I am without. I remember. The past is open as a possibility to the present.
2: Here, I have a rope, made by children in the high buttes of the New Mexico desert. It's made to look like a snake, which is to say, the lightning. An invocation of that which one desires. Reach across time and grasp the past like it were today.
0: If I take one side of it.
2: And I take the other.
0: And we rotate it between us.
2: Like children on a school ground jumping rope. Like the children we all transfer.
0: For me, the rope will always turn one way.
2: And for me, the other.
0: No matter what, always...
2: Entangled.
1: You're romance. You're the steps of
2: Russia. You're the pan. On a Roxy Usher I'm a lazy lout But just about to stop